What up, bros, and welcome to the All Bros Podcast. I am Jonathan. Nah, I'm Caleb. And we are a couple of aspiring filmmakers that love to watch and critique movies, but also enjoy a lot a bit of the nerd life. Uh, this week on the podcast, we'll be talking about some Bunko Focus. Uh, wow. Mm. Caleb and I will be talking about the exact same Funko Pop because only one really interested interested us this week. Um, Dude, words are super <laughs> difficult for us today. Just today. It's me every day. You should see me at work. It's <laughs> bad. Um, then after that, we'll be going over uh, two new releases uh, for 4K Spotlight. Got some good shit coming out on 4K. So stoked for these movies. Um, and then we got some uh, Through the Wall news. Uh, we'll be talking about some Marvel stuff as well as Caleb has a news item that I have no idea or I know jack shit it's, about. It's honestly it's kind of lame, but I'm I s- I didn't know which I didn't know which uh, uh, segment to put it in because it kind of qualifies as Funko Focus, but also kind of not. And so I'm putting it in my through the wall because it's just I don't know. <laughs> I'm still super excited because it's a surprise. I get to be surprised, guys. Um, <laughs> um, and then after uh, all those fun things, we'll be moving over to our All Bros headliner of the evening, which will be our All Bros breakdown of the. Can I say yeah? The Oscar-winning uh, film Nomad. So. Yeah. What did what category did this win? So it won Best Picture and Best Actress. Ooh, we are going to have some thoughts. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so look forward to this breakdown coming up on this episode of the All Bros. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Caleb, what do you say we get started? Say let's do it. Every day, we're surrounded by media. Books. Movies, art, music, games, apps, podcasts, etc., etc. With this constant bombardment, it's easy to miss great media gems in the chaos. But fret not, you've come to the right place, my friend. I'm Jason, and I love media. I invite you to check out the Mixed Media Forest podcast, the podcast where I trudge through the forests of media to find hidden gems for you, the listener. Every episode of Mixed Media Forest is chock full of fun, reviews, nostalgia, positivity, news, rants, stories, and recommendations about all things media. Again, that's the Mixed Media Forest podcast, created on Anchor Podcasting app and available everywhere fine podcasts can be found. Give it a listen. It's what all the cool kids are doing. All right. So first up with Funko Focus. Well, sorry. The only thing with Funko Focus, uh, we got a new Star Wars pop coming out. Uh, and it is going to be going to chalicecollectibles.com. It's available for pre-order right now if you guys want to jump up on this. And it is the exclusive Darth Maul. Very, very cool. This figure is badass. Um, like most, star, or 
I think all Star Wars figures. It's on a stand that says Star Wars. But this is Darth Maul hat or with a red lightsaber in one hand and the dark saber in the other one. It is so freaking cool. <laughs> okay, so it does look like it's the double bladed lightsaber, right? That's what I was going to ask you because I I can only see the front part of yeah I the think red blade I w- I want to say it is because the handle is the exact same as the double bladed because the way that the handle is that is not just a regular single blade it wouldn't make sense that's what I was thinking too but it's just like it's caught be- behind his arm so it's really hard to tell whether it's going to be the double bladed I really hope it is I hope so too cuz I mean I know in uh the clone wars Darth Maul didn't I don't think Darth Maul ever used uh the double bladed but I don't know he look I feel that's what in makes In the clone it. wars? Yeah or No he always used the Well there were some times he didn't actively have the double uh, bladed lightsaber. Oh, okay. On I, um, there th- was I think there was like one or two fights where he didn't, but most of the fights in Clone Wars he had the double. Oh, okay. I mean, the only things I've seen from the Clone Wars with Darth Maul are just him with a single red lightsaber. So I was like, oh, okay. I guess that's all he uses. But okay, that's good to know that he does use the double bladed for the most part. Yeah. Um. If have you watched the season seven on Disney Plus yet? No, because I, <laughs> I haven't even watched season one, dude. You haven't watched Clone Wars? I've only seen the movie. Ah. Uh, so, if you want to get into... Like, I was just in a Star Wars mood. Yeah. For some reason. I don't know why I'm not... Like, if you've listened to any other episode, you know I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. But I just got in the mood to watch some Star Wars... And I just was like, okay, I heard this show is pretty good. Add some depth to the movies. I'll give it a shot. It was a slow start, but it got to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm invested. Did you watch the and movie before you watched the show? I did not watch the movie. Okay. No, I'm just wondering because I've heard um, that. I mean, it's supposed to be a prelude into the show. so. Yeah, I need to watch the movie. <laughs> but... Yeah, I I watched the 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 entirety of the show, season seven. I think season seven came out sometime while I was watching the show, and season seven's incredible. It Did, is incredible. I want to say, didn't season seven come out in twenty nineteen? Uh, I want to say yes. Yeah, but yeah, I didn't. Okay, so maybe it came out. Like right before I started watching Clone Wars, because I didn't I didn't start watching Clone Wars until March of 2020. Okay, so okay, so you watched started watching Clone Wars before. Wait, no, I'm sorry. So you started watching Clone Wars after the Rise of Skywalker had already come out. Yes. Okay. Got it. We had just seen yeah we had just seen uh, Rise of Skywalker. Um, and I think that was what, what did it for me. I was just kind of in a Star Warsy mood. Even though Caleb did I, not I, like I think it was just, it was, it was, yeah, it was like Rise of Skywalker, and then, well, no, because we went and saw that in, like, it was December. December. 
Yeah, we saw that in December of 2019, didn't we? Yep. Yeah, and so our... Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... That's right. That is that is absolutely correct. So I, I don't know why I was in a Star Wars mood. I think I was just going through Disney Plus, wanted something to watch. I think... Oh! I had just... Uh, Mandalorian. Oh, okay. Mandalorian had just started. I was super digging Mandalorian. And then... I, it was right, I think it was, it might have been right before season two uh, was about to begin. So I was just like, okay, I just, I'm in a Star Wars mood. I want to watch Clone Wars. Um, And I was putting Iris to bed because she was only like a month old. And I'm like, ah, whatever, let's start Clone Wars. It's nice and colorful for, for the children's. (laughs) The children's? Yeah. And yeah, so I started watching Clone Wars and it's fantastic there's uh, there there's definitely filler episodes there's the slow parts there's all of that shit but ultimately it's a it's a pretty killer story um i do want to go back and watch it in chronological order <laughs> okay that's fair because if you watch it or not chron is it chronological yeah it's chronological yeah I want to watch it in the, not the order that it was released, because that was confusing as shit to me. (laughs) And I'm just like, okay, what the hell? Like, there's shit going on that I just don't get. So I found um, a big Star Wars fan went through and found, like, all the episodes in order, and I want to watch all of them. (laughs) That's freaking dedication. Whoever did that, kudos to you. Yeah, no joke. So, I want to do that. Just because there were some scenes that I just, like, either forgot, didn't really give two shits about, and I'm just, I think watching it in in or, in or that order would, would make more sense for me. That's fair. And my stupid, stupid boy brain. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway, getting back to this, this figure... <laughs> <laughs> this oh, so is bad. so badass. I love I love Darth or Darth Maul's look with the freaking dark saber. It is so it cool. So cool. You know, I um, want to I you can't... heard there you go. Sorry. You go. Oh, no, I was going to say I can't remember why I read it somewhere that uh there's a reason why they all have to be on that uh Star Wars base i think it's uh like something with lucasfilm that if uh that was like their one exception that oh if you make funko pops of star wars it actually has to say star wars i mean that's fair every Mm -hmm. everyone seems to have their shtick (laughs) star wars they have to be on stands marvel they have to be bobbleheads it's still so dumb but whatever yeah um yeah this such a badass figure. What, Such a badass figure. What were you going to say? Um, No, so have you heard what they do with, for the sound effects of the, uh, the Darksaber? No. So they have a different set of sound effects. It, like the Darksaber doesn't sound like a typical um, lightsaber. What does it sound like? So it's the... 
lightsabers sounds played in reverse. Oh shit, that's the mind up right there. Okay. Yeah, right? So like when when they ignite the the dark saber, the dark saber uh ignition sounds sounds like the lightsaber ignition sounds if you play it in reverse. That is super cool. And then same thing with everything else. I think it's just it's all opposite and it just sounds like heavier. It sounds like it has a different tone to it if you've seen anything with it. Damn, that's awesome. Yeah, it is it is so cool. I love I love sitting there like learning about the uh the different audio techniques that they use for for Star Wars. Yeah, that's that's really freaking cool. Yeah. Anyway, uh like we said, Chalice Collectibles, if you guys want it, it's for pre order. I don't have very many Star Wars figures, but this one tempted me. Let's see if he gets it, folks. Find out in the next couple months. <laughs> <laughs> I pro I'm I'm I think I'm going to like try to restrain myself. I was gonna say he's twenty bucks, so is he worth it? He's twenty. Yeah, that okay. Yeah, that that ruined it for me. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys want to pay, cheap ass. if you guys want to pay twenty bucks for a Darth Maul pop, he's available right now, still in stock as of recording this video on May sixth at <laughs> seven seventeen Mountain Standard Time. <laughs> Uh, we gotta hit it right on the dot, man. Um. Anyway, do you have anything else you want to say about Darth Maul or anything with? Well, I mean, with any of these. Uh, that. Oh my goodness gracious, Jonathan. The answer is no. Okay. Good. <laughs> good. Good. Okay. Now moving on to 4K Spotlight, we got two big. Movies coming to 4K. It's, they're not new movies, but they are big movies to me. First up, we have Shrek coming to 4K and 4K Steelbook. And I'm really glad that I pre-ordered the Steelbook because it's been sold out for months. Shit, man. Yeah, I'm so happy. Um, Is it a good Steelbook? I mean, it's like really simple. I'll I'll send you a picture after, um, but like honestly, it's just like Shrek. Well, I have to post a picture too. So that's true, <laughs> that is true. Um, but it's literally like Shrek looking up into the sky, and then donkeys like on his back. Okay. Like now that I'm looking okay. at it, it kind of does look plain. Actually, <laughs> does it? Do they show the inside? The back is cool. It has the beware uh, ogre sign. I, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Um and then uh the inside art is uh Shrek, Fiona and Donkey. Um I guess when they're just like walking in a meadow by a uh abandoned uh windmill. So nice. So, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm assuming everyone has seen Shrek. If you haven't seen Shrek, there's I I'm sorry to say there's something wrong with you. 
Um, it's okay if you haven't oh, yeah. seen Shrek Absolutely. the Third, though. Shrek the Third is okay not to see, but you got <laughs> you got to see Shrek two. You got to see Shrek. You got to see Shrek two, and then as much as people hate it, I feel you got to see Shrek Forever After. But that's just because I really like Shrek Forever After. As much as everyone gives me shit for it. Um. Any <laughs> everyone meaning me. <laughs> Dude, no, it's not just you. It's you, my buddy JC. Um, I don't think Sammy ever has, but her favorite Shrek movie is Shrek the Third. Um, so <laughs> oh, so she's not much better. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> Sammy, we still love you. <laughs> just not your choices in movies. <laughs> um, and well, then... I mean, Surf's Up was good. Oh, well, was Surf's Up her idea? Uh yes. Okay. I mean surf's up. We'll we'll give you surf's up. Okay. Um and then next up for 4K releases. You know what, dude? I might be double dipping on this next one cuz this the regular cover of this movie is way too damn cool and the steelbook is awesome. Uh Saw, the original Saw movie is coming to 4K and the um the regular 4K is literally like a uh, like a painting of Billy the Puppet, but it looks so freaking cool. Like, okay, Caleb, I gotta unplug my phone to show you this, because this is just too damn cool. <laughs> like, look at that shit. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Right? Ugh. So that's the regular... That's just the regular 4K. And then the Steel Book, which of course I already pre-ordered. Big shocker here. <laughs> Shit, I might actually be like, dude. If it doesn't, if it does not look like a tape that says "Play Me," I'm gonna be very disappointed. Uh, okay, you're gonna be disappointed. <laughs> that is the steelbook, man. Eh, that's okay. I mean, it looks like it, it's it's a TV. So at least there's that. Yeah. Okay. Which one? I'll, I'll give you that one. Which one are you liking better? The first one. Yeah, I do. So shit, I might be double dipping on Saw. Damn it. The sickness is real, guys. Isn't that just the worst? It is. Caleb, never get into Blu-ray collecting. It's the worst thing ever. Actually, no, it's the best thing ever, but it just sucks at the same time. Um. Anyway. So yeah, so so both Shrek and Saw, um, those uh, 4K steelbooks are exclusive to Best Buy. Um, as far as I know, the Saw Steelbook is still available, um, but from my knowledge, the Shrek Steelbook is still sold out. That might change on release day. We will see. Um, and then also, sorry, one more thing. It looks like uh, the uh, the Fast and the Furious is also getting a 20th anniversary 4K release. I don't care about the Fast and the Furious movie, so I could really give two shits. So yeah, <laughs> sorry guys. They're... If you like the Fast and Furious movies, awesome. I I not just... that awesome though. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, sorry guys. Anywho, before we infuriate any um, Fast and Furious fans, uh, let's move <laughs> on. Let's move on to uh, um, through the wall. Uh, this, uh, past, oh my gosh, when did it come out? Was it Monday? Um, Pretty sure it was Monday. Yeah. 
Uh, Marvel delivered us a wonderful treat, and they did this awesome video uh, of I think yeah it was Stanley's voiceover like explaining like what makes movies so special. Um, and they showcased uh, literally all of the Marvel movies coming to the big screen in the next what two years? Yep. And just oh, so beautiful. We got Black Widow. Uh, we got our first uh, glimpse at Eternals, and oh, so good. Um, we got. I don't think they really showed anything new with Shang Chi, did they? Or Shang-Chi? Not really. Um, I think they show just like a, an extra action sequence. Okay. But that was really it. Um, and then I think that was it for like actual like footage that we got. We only got footage of Black Widow, uh, The Eternals, and Shang-Chi. Um, but they showcased literally all of the actual titles for these Marvel movies coming out. So Black Panther 2 is now Black Panther uh, Wakanda Forever. That's what it's called, right? It's freaking beautiful. It is so, mm, so good. Uh, Captain Marvel 2 now will be called the Marvel. Marvel Is it Marvels or Marvels? The Marvels. The Marvels. Okay, sorry. Um, yeah, so that one's going to be freaking wild because that's going to... As far as I'm aware, that's... That's going to be the first movie to incorporate the show, or the that's eight, or one of the trippy. shows. Yeah, that's going to be super trippy. But um, I, per, well, is that um is this does that come out before or after Spider Man? Uh, no, Spider Man comes first. Spi- okay, so my mistake then, because Spider Man is technically going to be one that incorporates WandaVision. So uh, so from what I understand right as of right now, I could okay. be absolutely wrong, so don't quote me on it. I'm quoting you. Um but the Marvels is going to bring in Photon who was uh ah oh shit, what's her name? Monica Rambeau from WandaVision. Oh shit. Yeah, so it's going to be like three for the price of one. So we have Captain Marvel, Photon, and Ms. Marvel. Oh, shit. That's going to be so good. That is going to be so badass. (laughs) Which, speaking of Ms. Marvel, we got her freaking... Or did we talk about her suit? No, we didn't. Uh Uh-uh. Yeah, her suit got revealed, and it looks... Ah, perfection. Absolute perfection. You know, I thought that um, when uh, they did the Marvel's Avengers uh, game, that I thought that was, like, the perfect, like, comics to, like, actual, like, technically, I feel like, screen um, adaption. I think this one just topped it for me. Easily. It looks so good. So good. Yeah. It's, oh, chef's kiss. Yeah. (laughs) You gotta do it, man. Come on. No, you, you, I was going to do it, but I, I think I waited too long. <laughs> well, I'm still doing it. <laughs> but oh my gosh, it looked so good. Um, so yeah, we got Captain Marvel two, which is getting or being called the Marvels. Then yeah. what else? Uh, we got, I mean, we already knew the title for this one. Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Yep. Um, 
Was that it? I mean, they showed uh, the logo again for uh, the Fantastic Four. Yeah, the Spider. Or yeah, we got Spider-Man: Far From Home. It's No Way Home. Or No Way Home. <laughs> Freaking duh. Uh, what else? I feel like there was another one. I'm gonna look it up. Oh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Oh yes. Um. Yeah, which we already knew the title of. Yep. Yeah, so we got all of those, and then at the very end, they gave us a, a Fantastic Four tease. Which, does that mean we're going to get Fantastic Four in the next couple of years? I hope so. I mean... I Me too. Pretty please? <laughs> yeah. I mean, worst case scenario, we're getting Fantastic Four in Phase 4. Can you imagine? Could you imagine if they tied up Phase Four? That would be super cool. Okay, wh- okay. What if it was this? We get Fantastic Four in Phase Four in 2024. I know that's a long ways away, but that would just be like perfect. That might be a little too far out for me. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I just want I I want the Fantastic Four like here now. And <laughs> that that would make me wait too long. I'm just wa- I mean, I'm just wondering if that's like too much of a stretch considering that because they also did announce Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, and that's not coming out till 2023. Oh, well, it, we did say the next couple years, so 2023 is going to end the next couple years. Yeah. Okay. True. So maybe that's when we're going to get. Well, how far out is Volume 3? Uh, so Volume 3 is supposed to come out May 23rd, 2023. Okay. So we so my guess is we're going to get Fantastic 4 at the end of 2023. Okay. Can't they just release it on the 1st of 2024 just to like make it that sweet sweet Fantastic Four comes out at the end of Phase Four in 2024. Come on, please. I know it's so long away, but that would just make me it's so like, happy. No, they're gonna wait till they're gonna release it April Fourth, 2024. You know what? That'd be worth the wait. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I am honestly just excited to to or for the eventual uh, cast release when they start casting oh, for, for real, that. Though. The pre-production, I'm going to be beyond excited for that shit. Don't let us down, Marvel. We know you can nail this casting. Yeah. We've already given you the the freaking shoe-in for Mr. Fantastic. And if you don't use John Krasinski, <laughs> wasted opportunities. Yes, very much so. Um, but now this, uh, this trailer that they put together or whatever you want to call it really, uh, showcases why going to the movies is so special. And just when we're able to all finally do it again, uh, it's just going to be, it's going to be incredible. It, it, it's going to be honestly a welcome back home type of thing. Just... I told Caleb, I started yeah. tearing up like hardcore. I want to say he did Dude. too. I, I I absolutely did. I am not <laughs> afraid to admit that I did. It's... It 
it was perfection. It, it was really absolute was. perfection. It hit all of the the emotional notes that you'd want that you expect for like it just sh- goes to show how much Marvel means to us. Yep. It really does. That we would get emotional over this stuff like <laughs> I mean, come on. Like it's just so good. Being a, like being a Marvel fan is awesome hey, right now. Pe- people get emotional over Star Wars, we get emotional over this stuff. Yeah, I'm not saying like are putting anyone else's Oh, I know. uh they're down, but being a Marvel fan right now, there's just something special to it. There really is. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Just just right now. Like obviously I think every um fandom is gonna have their um their emotional moments. So, like I'm I, I love I love uh DC as well. But it's just I can't get behind like emotionally behind DC. It's just because I don't know what they're doing. Marvel yeah. has like a clear path of what everything that they're doing, everything that they're striving for, and it's so you can invest in things with Marvel. Like with um honestly the only thing that I feel like I can invest in right now is Ezra Miller's Flash. Yeah. No, true. And maybe Wonder Woman. I mean, I don't even know if we're getting a third one, though. Yeah. That's, a, like, another thing. Like, I don't know about, like... I mean, well, there's Jason Momoa's Aquaman. It'd be really hard Aquaman. to pull off Superman. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. I'll give you Aquaman. And Shazam. Oh, yeah, but it's true. just, like, Shazam, it's just been so long. That's true. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure Walking Phoenix's Joker was just a one-off. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's just it's hard to get emotionally invested in those movies like I can with Marvel. Cuz with Marvel th- other than like a couple recastings here and there, everyone's been consistent. The characters have remained consistent and y- you fall in love with them. Mhm. Damn straight. And it's just it's hard to do that with with DC right now. I can absolutely see uh, how you can do that with Star Wars. Just like I said, I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan, but I understand like the emotional hits that you can have. Like the uh, spoiler alert for Mandalorian Season 2, uh, the Luke Skywalker reveal was freaking incredible. And I could absolutely see how an emotionally invested fan would react to that. You bitch. Thanks for spoiling it. Dude, whatever. How did you not know that already? No, I did. I just still haven't finished season two. Bitch, man. I'm sorry. Don't get me wrong. I like The Mandalorian, but I feel I don't love it as like a lot of people do. Like It's good, but... It's you need to watch season two. Okay. You need to watch Clone Wars because I, I feel that... like there's some shit you're missing in Clo- or not Clone Wars. I Rebels? think there's shit you're missing in Rebels or from Rebels. And Rebels is a good show too. Slow start again, like really slow start, and you have to kind of get over the this not super great animation. Yeah. But the stories that they're able to tell once you get past all of the the weird shit. 
amazing stories. Amazing stories. Okay. All right. I'm taking your word for it. Anyway. So should I start with Rebels or Clone Wars then? Probably Rebels? You could go either way. Okay. Clone Wars, obviously you know when Clone Wars takes place. It's between... Um, it's it's gosh. no, it's between uh, episodes seven and eight, right? What? No, I, no I'm totally kidding. I'm totally... <laughs> I just love how it took it took you a minute. You're just like, no, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you yeah, you know when it takes place. It's yeah. between episode two and three. Um. Rebels, actually, I think that takes place between episodes three and four. It's where everything takes place before A New Hope. What up with this? Because Rogue One did as well. I'm pretty sure that's the case because they do have, they have Leia in Rebels. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, and it's, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the case. I'm pretty sure, yeah, I know for for a fact Leia's in it, but I'm pretty sure it's between three and uh, three and four. And then Mandalorian takes place after Episode Six. Okay. Huh. Okay. Yeah, so the timelines are a little, like, funky, but... Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> just, just, like, minor, but, yeah, if you ju- if you go into understanding that, then I think you can have a really good uh, feeling for everything. And I think there's some things with Ahsoka. Well, uh, you know who Ahsoka is, so I think you'd be fine with Rebels. Yeah, if you want to just do Rebels, because Rebels is only four seasons... Okay. I think Rebels is a decent place to start, and I think that would warm you up to uh, Clone Wars. Okay, alright. Then I shall start with Rebels, then. Yeah. Anyway. Alright, let's see. What were we talking about? (laughs) Um, Oh, the um, Marvel uh, trailer thing. Oh, the Phase 4 trailer? Yeah. Yeah. Super good. Yes. Super freaking good. Um, okay, out of the... Let's say the new titles that we got. Well, we only got a couple new titles, didn't we? Yeah. Okay, out of what was announced, what are you most excited for? I mean, number one... Shocker. Fantastic Four. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when it comes to like, uh, like title wise, I would say just because it's so, it's so perfectly tiled, probably Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. That's just too perfect. Yeah. Uh, my number two would actually be the Marvels. That's fair. But, Wakanda Forever is is a really solid 
third place for me. It's it's up there. I'd probably put um Don't kill me, but I'm probably going to put Doctor Strange at number 3. Or no, I absolutely yeah, understand that. <laughs> I absolutely understand that. Um Let's see. Number 4 I probably have to put Spider-Man No Way Home. I probably have to agree with you that with that one because Far From Home was so so good. Like honestly, as much as you know, everyone calls uh, Peter Parker uh, Spider Boy in the MCU, um, which I get, you know, because he's having to rely on Tony Stark's um, tech so much, um, and I do hope that now that unfortunately Tony has uh, has passed away um, that he can start like actually like handling like his own tech on his own and like actually be the Peter Parker that we love in the comics um, but taking that out I think uh, Marvel the MCU has done a great job with um, Tom Holland Spider-Man so far I absolutely agree. I I think they're killing it with with Tom Holland. Um, But like you said, I want him to be more independent. I don't want him to rely on the Avengers like he has. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely agree. Um, And then my number five, I'd probably put doctor strange in the multiverse of madness because that's that movie which is going to be freaking wild it's true <laughs> uh five for me would probably be the marvels that's fair hmm. i mean i understand anyone's reasoning for any of those <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, and we didn't even get to like uh love and thunder i'm, I'm excited for that yeah. but it's just there's so I'm still waiting to, to hear some stuff yeah. Um Oh shit, dude, we forgot about Black Widow and uh Shang-Chi. I think I stand by my top 5. <laughs> Damn. I mean, I might have to um I might have to push Doctor Strange down and uh boost Black Widow up to third. I'm still stoked to see Scarlett Johansson's finally solo movie. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for for Shang-Chi and the Eternals. I love learning about new characters. Um so that's gonna be really exciting. But like I said, I, I just need a little bit more. Just cause with with Shang-Chi and the Eternals, I it's just the only thing holding me back from being more excited is I just don't know anything about them. And yeah. that's just on me because I, I have the capabilities to learn about them. I've just not. Yeah, I'm sure we'll chosen be seeing to spend my a, time that way. You know, I get you, man. I'm, I mean, I'm sure we'll be seeing a full trailer for uh, the Eternals sometime soon. I sure hope so because we're supposed to get it this year, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. As far as I know, I think they're still keeping with that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Anyway. All right, Caleb, let's hear your special secret Funko news. <laughs> so secret, guys. Um, it's it's so secret. Be, it's going to be lame. <laughs> Don't say that. Uh, no, it, it absolutely is. 
So my news is about a new line coming to uh, to Funko, and it's being called Funko Gold. Okay. Have you I've you never, seen those figures? No, I've never heard of this. Please explain. Okay, so Funko Gold is now is Funko's newest vinyl line. It's not pop figures. And it's not the the other bobbleheads that they have. Okay. It is. <sighs> Here, I'll pull up a picture. Right I don't now even so know I how to see. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's just more lifelike figurines. They still have like a cartoony look about them, but it's just more realistic figurines, and they're just standing in like basic poses. Um, but it's going to be their new premium vinyl line and they're i think it just says like so what they've released so far they are focusing on musicians and athletes if it looks but the only musician so far they've announced is the notorious big yeah um but they also have some nfl and nba players so i hope that this comes down to like Marvel level where we can get some Marvel figures. Cause I love the look of these figures. I do too. I'm actually really digging this. Yeah. And so it's just a, the, no official release date's been announced yet. Um, but they will be sold uh, later this year. Um, and there's, they come in two different sizes as of right now. Uh, they have the five inch figures, which are just slightly taller than pop figures. Okay. I think. I think most pop figures are four inches, maybe uh-huh. four and a half. I have no idea. Let's find out. Yeah, and then so those those are going to be selling for for ten bucks, and then they have twelve inch figures uh, that they're going to sell for at twenty five bucks. Uh yeah, you said you said four inches, right? Yeah, yeah, four inches or about ten centimeters. Yeah, so these figures are really cool. Um, I I'm not really explaining them that well, but I mean, if you go on our social media, Instagram, uh, just search at the Albros, you should be able to see a picture of the figures that are getting released. Yes, and just so you can see what I'm talking about a little bit better, or just look up Funko Gold. <laughs> I'm okay. I get what you're saying about like being excited for what they can do with Marvel, dude. Just because you know, like they're just so used to just standing in one place. Imagine what they can do with horror characters. Oh, that'd be insane, right? Oh, I like I like the the designs. I love like how, like I said, they're still cartoony, but not overly so. And I I just love what they're doing. So yeah, give me both. This might, if if the right characters, musicians, and other things come out of from this, this might be a new line that I start working on. I mean, I wish you luck. That's all I can say. Is I wish you luck. Yeah, but <laughs> I. So for me personally, it just be more country artists. Um, that I'm really into, um, just like the, 
older ones. Like I'd really like Johnny Cash. Love to get Willie Nelson on <laughs> on there. Just uh, just other country singers like that. Um, if they're just going to be focusing on music, then those are the t- the two that I would consider buying. Fair enough. The uh, but yeah, if once they get into Marvel, then it's it's game on. Mm-hmm. I want it's all hands on deck. Yeah, that's going to be any and all that I can get my hands on Marvel characters. Um, I think I've explained it before. My Marvel collecting, I'm try, I've limit, I have limited myself to one per character. Unless, like, the only time I've ever gotten multiples of a character is when they come in the uh, Marvel collector core boxes, or if Rose gives one up. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm, I try to limit myself to one Marvel character. So, and then with Hulk, because Hulk is my favorite, I just collect anything and everything that's Hulk. But this this line might change that. We'll just see Retro. if they get to the get to Marvel. But yeah, anyway, that was my bit of news. <laughs> so no, that's actually I. Didn't even know that they were doing that, so that's actually really cool. Yeah, they 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 Funko hasn't let me down, so I'm just I'm just hoping that yeah. they uh, they go the same route because it's just like they're new. They're they're the new figures. They're the, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to just like take off, but I'm excited. But anyway, that's all I got to say about them. <laughs> well, all right. Um, unless you got anything else you want to say about uh, Through the Wall, what do you say we jump into our main event of the evening? Say let's do it. All right. All right, so I want to make a correction here because Caleb, I done effed up. Um, in every single post that I made about this film and just introducing it at the beginning of this episode, I called it just Nomad instead of Nomadland. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, my bad. Um, apologies, guys. Um, but anyway... Um, before we jump into this breakdown of Nomad Land, um, we asked a, uh, question on our social media, on a uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you, all you listeners out there, thought there were any snubs at this year's Oscars, if you did actually watch it, which, from the numbers, barely anybody did. Um, but, <laughs> Caleb, did we get any responses? Yeah, we actually got a few. Hell yeah. Um, so starting off on Twitter, we got a response from the Victims and Villains podcast at Victims and Villains. Um, they sent us a gif of or from Promising Young Woman. Oh yeah, that kind of yeah, that was snubbed. I mean, I've heard it's yeah, good. I haven't so, watched it yet. 
but I haven't either. But we are going to be breaking that down later this month. So we'll see if we agree with you guys. I'm sure we will. Yeah, I hear I hear great things about that movie. That's what I've heard as well. So so my my expectations are are going to be pretty high. Um. Yeah. Uh, moving on over to Instagram, we we did get a couple responses. <laughs> um. Actually, a lot of responses. Well, kind of. It, it a conversation was. Yeah, had. I was going to say, wasn't it a comment <laughs> comment thread? Yeah. So, uh, untrained eye uh, got our got some people in on answering our. Our question of the week. Um, so, yeah, untrained eye tagged failing Hollywood <laughs> in our post. And we did get a couple of responses from them. So the first one is from at Mikey Props. Uh, he says, don't get me started. <laughs> Fair enough, man. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let I'm trying to see. He put nobody should have won Best Picture. <laughs> Honestly, when was the last? Or gosh, that was someone else. One second. Sorry. Like I said, this was a thread. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. He says, "Don't get me started." Uh. He says, "Maybe I should have the All Bros on the awards show." And I'm like, "Absolutely." <laughs> like we'll do it. <laughs> but we have to watch all of the Oscar movies first. <laughs> we can do it. We'll be done. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, so what are we talking? Best picture nominees, particular category. And he's just like, all the categories. And he's like, well, not the short. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming not the short films, but the rest of them. So I'm like, oh, yay. <laughs> okay, what... That's, that's going to be a lot of movies. So including the foreign language ones as well? I sh- I have no idea. I think I'm just gonna. I personally, I think I'm just gonna focus on like the ones with like best actor, best picture, I mean, actress. Yeah, maybe the animation ones. We'll we'll talk it out okay. <laughs> with them. Um, and then we got another response from. Props underscore Poppy or uh, Freddie Foot. He said, "Nobody should have won Best Picture." Honestly, when was the last time you rewatched a Best Picture winner for a third time? Um, I mean that's a good point. Hell, I can't. I mean, if La La Land would have actually won. <laughs> then I could say that movie, but um, yeah, I I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, the 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 only one that I can think of was Parasite. I've watched Parasite three times, but Hell one of those times yeah. was with director commentary. Oh, okay, so I don't know if that technically counts. I feel it counts. And then the other time was to show someone, but they were like. Beyond not interested. <laughs> well, that sucks. Yeah. They're just like, oh, it's a lot of reading. And I'm like, 
Yeah, it's a foreign film. <laughs> Unless you speak Korean. <laughs> and if you do, then uh, yeah, so I didn't... why the hell are you just bringing this up to me now? Yeah, so I... And then, so the director's commentary was, like, not that long ago. Maybe, like, six months after we watched... Or we did the breakdown. I was just like, ah, I'm more, I, I'm interested in this. What I find funny. Um, oh, sorry. Go. No, go ahead. No, I, was, um, I find it funny that I still have only seen Parasite once, yet I bought the 4K <laughs> release of it as well as the Criterion release of it. I own the movie twice. Shit, man. What? It's a good movie, even though I've only it, seen I'm it once. I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing, but that's <laughs> that's a lot of money to put forth for one you haven't even seen more than once. Yeah, but the Criterion looks so cool. <laughs> Criterion's freaking get me, man! Like, why does Barnes and Noble have to do their yearly Criterion sale? Freaking assholes! That's all I'm gonna yeah. say. Um, but yeah, that's all the uh, all the responses we got for that. So nice. Some pretty good responses. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate you guys yeah. answering our question of the week. Um, so before we jump into the plot of this film, Caleb, would you like to explain to our listeners how we break it down? I'll never say that again. Uh, break down uh, movies here on the Albros podcast. <laughs> Way to use a crazy amount of excessive words i know right um they were on my yeah, word of the day so, calendar so <laughs> <laughs> all right so if you are new to our breakdown system we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually grade to come to a final all bros letter grade um so the Eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then we give it our own personal grade at the very end. So, with that being said, uh, we are about to spoil the entire movie for you. Uh, so, if you have not seen it and don't want spoilers, shut off now, skip. Go watch it on Hulu, damn it. it. Yeah. It's on Hulu. Like, come on. Uh, So Rose is about to read us a full synopsis of the movie. And, yeah. So, everyone prepare for a reading with Rose. Let's hope it goes better than the one with Mortal Kombat. (laughs) Here we go. All right. In 2011, Fern loses her job after the U.S. gypsum plant in Empire, Nevada shuts down. She worked there for years, along with her husband, who recently died. Fern decides to sell most of her belongings and purchases a van to live in and travel the country searching for work. She takes a seasonal job at an Amazon fulfillment center through the winter. Linda, a friend and co-worker, invites Fern to visit a desert rendezvous in Arizona organized by Bob Wells, which provides a support system and community for fellow nomads. Fern initially declines, but changes her mind as the weather turns cold and she struggles to find work in the area. 
There, Fern meets fellow nomads and learns basic survival and self-sufficiency skills for the road. When Fern's van blows a tire, she visits the van, she visits the van of a nearby nomad named Swanky to ask for a ride into town to buy a spare. Swanky chastises Fern for not being prepared and invites her to learn more road survival skills. And they become good friends. Swanky tells Fern about her cancer diagnosis and shortened life expectancy and her plan to make good memories on the road rather than waste away in a hospital. They eventually part ways. Fern later takes a job as a camp host at the Cedar Pass campground in Badlands National Park where she runs into Dave, another nomad she met and danced with back at the desert community. He is working temporarily at Badlands National Park, but when he falls ill with diverticulitis, I'm sure I butchered that, uh, Fern visits him at the gnome... Fern visits him at the hospital where she, where he has had emergency surgery. They later take restaurant jobs at Wall Drug in South Dakota. One night, Dave's son visits the restaurant looking for him, telling him that his wife is pregnant and asking him to meet his grandchild. He is hesitant, but Fern encourages him to go. Dave suggests that she come with him, but she declines. Fern takes a new job at a sugar beet processing plant, but her van breaks down and she cannot afford the repairs. Unable to borrow money, she visits her sister's family at their home in California. Her sister lends her the money. She questions why Fern was never around in their lives and why Fern stayed in Empire after her husband died, but she tells Fern uh, she is brave to be so independent. Fern later visits Dave and his son's family, learning that Dave has decided to stay with them long term. He admits feelings for her and invites her to stay with him permanently in a guest house, but she decides to leave after only a few days, heading to the ocean. Fern returns to her seasonal Amazon job and later revisits the Arizona rendezvous. There she learns that Swanky has died, and she and the other nomads pay tribute to her life Fern opens up to Bob about her loving relationship with her late husband while omitting any mention of her recent rejection of Dave, and he shares the story of his son's suicide. Bob espouses the view that goodbyes are not final in the nomad community as its members always promise to see each other again down the road. Sometime later, Fern returns to the nearly abandoned town of Empire to dispose of the belongings she had been keeping in a storage unit. She visits the factory and the home she shared with her husband before returning to the road again. Um, so, I know Caleb had some problems with this story. Um, but overall... We had for, vastly different yes, views, we did. views on this. So... Do we want to say what we thought of the story first, or do we want to say our scores first, or see what our so? Because I'm really scared, <laughs> or I'm very interested. You should be. Oh shit! Um, so the so I average so Rose puts like for those of you that don't know, I put in my scores for the movie, and Rose puts in his scores for the movie, and we go off of the average. And Rose, you you know I have not told you what my scores were. Nope. I know what your scores are. No. Because I'm shit. the one that puts it into the algorithm and everything. 
So the the score the final score for Nomadland came to a seventy four. That's for story, right? That's for story. Shit. Do okay. Do I want to know what you what you personally put in for story? <laughs> I gave it a fifty eight. God damn. <laughs> Holy shit. Dude, I... This... It wasn't necessarily that... Like... This is so, like, so difficult. The story, it felt... Like, it kind of dragged on a little bit. But I I was having such a difficult time finding the purpose. Like, why... Because I feel like with this movie, with every movie, why did this story need to be told? And I could not tell you for the life of me why this needed to be told. Um, I get that. I mean, I don't know if you knew this, uh, if you saw it in the credits. This Actually, I don't know if it's in the credits, but this is based off a book. Okay. that So this movie does not make me want to read that book. <laughs> Um, I know the way that I look at this movie, and honestly, I I feel that it uh, it definitely uh, deserved to be made. It's kind of uh the people that once their life that they've lived for so long that they kind of never thought that would never end. They never like they maybe like tried to escape it, but they just decided they couldn't, and then that ended. They kind of don't know where to go. Um, and so the fact that she becomes a nomad, um, kind of just traveling, trying to find her purpose, um, and especially with her being in her 60s, it's really hard for her to still even find work. And like she said, uh, Social Security doesn't pay shit. Um, I don't know, I, I felt that there was a purpose just seeing her, especially towards the end, when she finally realized that it, it's okay to let go. Don't always hold on to, um, your past uh, memories because like, uh, what was his name? Bob? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, like Bob said, it's, um, how did he explain about his son? Um, oh, cause gosh, his like monologue was so freaking good. Oh shit. Gosh damn it. Um, wasn't it that, uh, like, um, kind of like how he says, um, it's never a truly goodbye. It's just, I'll see you down the road, even though they're, uh, you know, they passed on to the other side. Um, it's not going to be the last time you see them again. Right. I don't know. Maybe like, I, I understand that, but what threw me off is like, yeah, she, like, we're going to see that person again. Like, I understood all of that. It's just, why Why would she just then go and throw out all of her husband's shit? I think it's because she, fi- she realized that that's just, um, what's the word? Uh, material possessions? I mean, yeah, they give you the memory of the person, but they're not the actual person um 
So considering that, you know, when you leave this life, you can't take any of that with you. So I guess like maybe they kind of just want you to just hold on to the spirit of your loved loved one. Don't hold on to material possessions of your loved one. Hmm. That's odd. Like, (laughs) this, I I have no idea. Like, I think I would have had a better time with this movie had we actually just been following along with the story of an actual nomad. Okay. But it just was just like, I don't know. It was just, the pacing was just super slow. And I, like I said, I could not find a point to save my life. Like, yes, they have, like, neat little nuggets of fun, but this movie won Best Picture, right? Yep, yeah. Why? <laughs> I think it is, after watching this movie, I can understand why. I feel it deserved it. Um, but that's just me. Um, Dude, how do you... how You watched Parasite. How do you... How can you say that? <laughs> um I don't know, I maybe maybe it's just uh the kind of mindset I went into it cuz you know, I I've seen this um even with uh, family members this kind of situation that you know, they lose their job, they literally don't have anything left. All they have is literally their vehicle and they kind of just got to make do with what they've got. Um and just seeing her go through the struggles with that, um, like that one scene where she's just literally eating dinner in the parking lot, and then all of a sudden that one guy like scares her. He's like, "Oh, you can't, you can't sleep here. You can't uh, park here." And she's like, "I'm moving. I'm moving." Um, you know, j- just the the tension that came from uh, if she could stay stay at certain places or not. Um, just I don't know. For for That's some, just yeah, I didn't like. I would have understood that. It's just like I couldn't. I couldn't feel that tension. I mean, I feel th- there were only certain. Um, I think uh, hell, there were only like one or two scenes that that really happened, and I think that's just because for the most part she was staying in uh, areas where nomads were allowed. I guess because they had that whole uh, big uh, celebration thing but at the same time i get where you're coming from because there's some scenes where she uh is in desert area that was not even near uh where they had that celebration and yet she's not she uh no one comes around to say oh hey you can't park there even though like you see many vehicles pass by on the uh the road yeah it was just like little issues like that that just kind of like kept bringing it down for me it's just like, okay, like, if you want to share with me the struggle, it just, it didn't feel like, I don't know. It was just, it was odd that she was, like, I understood, like, okay, she's having a hard time finding work. But it was just, it didn't really feel like that. It felt like she went and tried one place, had a hard time, and then went to this place where she just said she didn't want to go. It's, and it was just like a consistent like thing through that where she's just like, oh, I, I, I'm not sure I want to do that. And then she went and did it. It's just like, okay. 
<laughs> like it, it would have made more sense had she just been like, oh yeah, let's do that, and then cut to that where she's doing it. That's fair. Because you're, you're a nomad. You're basically a yes man. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. Hey, want to go live in your van? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? It's like, hey, we're all going to Arizona. Want to come? Hell like, yeah. how does that make sense? Oh, no, I'm just going to find a job here. Excuse you, all of the nomads are going to Arizona. Guess where you're going? <laughs> We're ride or die. Yeah, it's just like little shit like that. Like, like I understand like the nomad lifestyle. Like, it's just like solid. Like, uh, I want to say solidarity, but that doesn't seem like the right word. Is that the right word? Not solidarity. That feels like it's so. more of like a group thing. It's just. A nomad land, I would have focused more on, like, what what the event was that they had. And shown, like, I don't know. Like, I think it would have gone more... It wouldn't have started, like, in the middle of her story. Like, it felt like she had been doing this for, for years. And it's just... I would have liked to see what happened to her before then. That's fair. Like, show show the struggle of, like, oh, Social Security doesn't, like, pay me well. My I lost my job at this, this place. My husband died. And then just show what leads her to that lifestyle. And then show the struggle she has living that lifestyle. And then, like, eventually... And then, like, the ending would have made a billion times more sense. Where it's just, like, that's, like, an anchor. That's what's tying her to to this to the people and she just needs to give it up yeah and then once she does then she can like continue on living that nomadic lifestyle it's just sit like and we'll get into it because i also i graded a lot of the other categories really low it's just the storytelling could have been better and it it that's just it fell off so freaking hard for me, so hard. No, I, no, I can. Understand it just got that. to a point where I'm like, okay, wh- like I was in the middle of the movie. I'm like, okay, what is the point? No, that's fair. I get that. I I don't I don't know what it is, but uh, from the minute it started, I was I was I was hooked up with this movie. It had my full attention. It had my attention too. Like it wasn't like I I couldn't focus on it. No, yeah, I get it's you. just I was it's it's told interesting enough to keep my attention, but it's just like I said in the in the middle of it, I'm just I started like having to like think about it. I'm like, okay, like I'm getting so enveloped in this. What's the point? Like I was trying yeah. to, I kind of went into it halfway, and started to watch it a little bit more critiqueful, and I'm like. Okay, there's no point to this so far. <laughs> like, what's the end goal? Like, that was, like, what I was trying to look for. Just, what's the end goal for her? Yeah. Like, what is she struggling with? And it didn't seem like she was struggling with anything. Other than, like, being cold at night occasionally. Finding places to park, like you said. But, like, you, again, it was just one or two times where that happened. Yeah. And then uh, finding a job. 
Yeah, and then what, she only had like two car repairs throughout the whole movie? Yeah, like that should have been a much bigger issue. <laughs> True. <laughs> so, it's just like little things like that. I would expect a little bit more. That's fair. I understand that. So, that's why, That's ultimately why I, I ended up giving it as low as I did. I wasn't trying to be an asshole to this movie. It's just... <laughs> I I don't know. I just didn't. I feel like there's a lot of like reflective things that you have to go into it with, like come out. And for me, that's I'm not really good at that reflective stuff. Uh, okay. And being like, oh, this is the struggles, and it's just. I think um, Scott and Sarah kind of said it better. It's just like just show us, like don't tell us and it's just I think they did a little too much showing of stuff that, like it's just constant like the same thing <laughs> no it's yeah I, I can get that yeah um so like I said story ended up getting a 74 which I mean I think either of us could disagree with but it's in the middle, so... I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> oh, man. Alright, next up we got writing. And this was another one where we differ really heavily. Not as bad, Not as bad though. Okay. So writing ended up scoring a 76. Okay. Um, so it. you were once again sitting at, sitting at 90. I gave it a 62. <laughs> I did like the writing a little bit more than the story. Okay. But there were some I some issues I had with it overall. What were your, um, what were your biggest issues? Just some of the weird shit that she did. <laughs> okay, example. Or explain. Um, okay, when she went to that that national park, I forget which one it which one it is. Um, but with all it looked like um Goblin Valley, kind of. It did yeah, it did. I don't think it was Goblin Valley, but it looked like Goblin Valley. Um the way that she was just kind of in this group of tourists and then she just like ran away. And then she yeah, just I, I like was really walking around. That. Yeah, walking around and everything. And then she just like sees it sees uh I think what was his name? Dave. Yeah, Dave. Yeah, she sees Dave and she's just he's just like, Hey, did you find anything cool? And she's just like, Rocks. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> the place is full of them. <laughs> you don't say. Yeah. And I understand that, like, with this, that they went... This is where I feel like they could have done a little... Like, following the life of an actual nomad. Like... Well, I mean, the book actually might have been written on a real nomad. Yeah, and that would have been, like... That... That intrigues me. Like, knowing that it's an actual nomad. This was just... Someone playing a nomad, and it's just, like, the lines kind of fell off... I think they went like an overly too realistic route, and I think this would have done better as a documentary. That's fair. I can agree with that. This 
this definitely would have done better if it was shot documentary style. Yeah, so I don't know issues, issues all around. Just like different lines like that. It's just like is is she playing around? Because I don't feel like she laughed very much. No, no, I mean, but whenever Fern did honestly like smile, it got a little smile out of me. It made me happy that she was actually finally starting to see some happiness in her life. Because that lady was been through the freaking ringer like god damn yeah like okay when they were at the uh the fulfillment center for amazon all of the like everyone felt like they were like real people not actors they did and i like i said that's where i feel this movie would have shined as a documentary. Then it's like, oh, you can interview these people that are living this nomadic lifestyle. And you can, like, interview, like, you could be talking to these people, get their stories, and all this stuff. And it's just like, you have this weird line of someone just being like, oh, this is my favorite tattoo. And I'm like, you never see her again. <laughs> you know, honestly, when uh, they uh, showed the whole Amazon thing, I don't know why, but for some reason, I'm just like, she's getting fired, isn't she? She's getting fired. and That's what I thought. When that that was happening, I'm like, there is no way that Amazon was okay with them showcasing their business if they're going to fire her. That doesn't make sense. But they didn't, so. Yeah, that was another thing. We just kind of had to assume whatever the hell was going on in her life. It's true. It was very true. Like, we didn't get to see anything that happened in her life. Did get to see... Wasn't it um, when uh, those... Because uh, she was at, like, um, a uh, sports sports shop. And I want to say, like, one of her neighbors had come by. Didn't uh, she say that um, she was actually, like, a teacher to her two kids? A tutor. Oh, tutor. Oh, I thought you said teacher. Yeah. I mean, I guess but that still didn't give us like anything like fair i mean we got to remember did they did they even talk about her husband they did not the only family member that we really got to know a a good amount of was her sister when she was staying with her yeah and that's like at the ass end of the movie (laughs) this is true it's very true uh yeah it's it's so so difficult. I think maybe the reason why they wanted to um, not really talk about the husband that much is because he was deceased and they kind of want to just be like, hey, we don't want uh, it to be like, hey, you know, Fern lost her husband and, you know, this is how it happened, yada, yada, yada. This is how special he was to her. Um, and they they do touch upon that a little bit with the ring and, you know, other other stuff, but I feel they didn't want to take any um, spotlight away from Fern. They definitely wanted to make sure that this was her story. Um, they wanted you to make sure they wanted you to understand that, hey, you know, like this is what ha- has happened in her life, but it doesn't control her life. It's not, you know, right. But it's just like I feel like that's a realization that she could have had. If we would have seen this from the from her, the true beginning. That is fair. That is fair. Like, I feel like you could have done so much with 
with that story of her husband dying and staying like show what leads to her living in the van and show like that realization of like oh it's not goodbye it's we'll see you down the road yeah like you could have done so much with that like show her her grief and shown that like that's the one aspect of living the nomadic lifestyle that she struggles with is is letting go of her of her ties and so show her moving on from her husband show her moving on from her material possessions like show us all of this stuff that goes into being a nomad and it's just like instead we got this <laughs> okay it's like okay she's already done most of that like she, it's like when she gave up the rest of her stuff out of that storage bin it wasn't a big deal like i could i was just like oh yeah she, i guess she has that yeah that's fine um or when she went to the house i'm like oh is that her house I, mean, I hope it was her house yeah kind of right <laughs> so it's like okay was that her house like is that like what's the deal with that place and can we also talk okay really quickly i mean i know the town's abandoned well yeah isn't the town abandoned i don't think so i just think it's a super small town okay okay if we're talking about that why the hell was the door just unlocked well did she not have keys no she just opened the door Oh, that's sketchy. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, she just turned the handle. Okay. Um, okay, in your opinion, did you want Dave and Fern to end up together? <sighs> no. How come? I think the friendship... What like the friendship aspect was really good, but I don't think I wanted them to end up together in a romantic sense because of their the stories in their lives. Yeah, that's like fair. I I don't like with how with Fern like just losing her husband. I think I I think I could have done with like a hookup, but I don't think I would have been cool with like a relationship. I love that. I could have done with a hookup, but you know, nothing, nothing. Yeah, forward, like I think forward. I could have let that slide story wise, okay. but it's just, I don't know. I think it would have made sense for the story. It's like, oh, she finally moved on from her husband, but once again, like they they chose two very different paths. She That's wanted true. to continue her nomadic lifestyle, didn't want to be tied down to anywhere apparently she still had struggles staying in a room yeah that was interesting i mean i appreciate that touch though that that was a very interesting touch yeah and yeah i, I just don't think it would have made sense I, I think they were headed down two very different paths yeah you got a point um yeah it's just I I would have liked a little bit more backstory on Fern, just like a little bit more, because it seemed like she was a very independent person. Like she she went out and lived her life as soon as she possibly could. Yeah, and it's just cool. Like we'll we'll get into this in character development. I'm I'm going I'm about to go off a really long tangent, <laughs> <laughs> but overall, so writing. 
uh, scored a 76 between us. I ended up giving it a 62. <laughs> oh, I love it. Just because I, I just didn't, I didn't like how it, like, just, it was awkward writing. Not, not even, it was just not a lot of writing either. And I think there were some okay. things that made Fern feel very awkward. Um, and just not too realistic. Like, I believed all the rest of the, uh, the nomads. Like, I, I loved what stories we got from them. They felt very real. But Fern was a, was a bit of a hard sell. And it wasn't necessarily the, the performance, which we'll get into. Um, it was definitely, for me, the, her writing. It, it felt just different from everyone else's. Fair enough. Um, but moving on to writing, or acting, sorry. Um, <clears throat> we were, we were still a bit off, but closer. <laughs> Uh, so this ended up scoring an 86 between us. Okay. That's way better. I like it. Yeah. Me being on the on the lower end, I was sitting Shocker. at an 80. And you were at a, a 92. Shit. <laughs> yeah. So the only one I ended up scoring was Francis McDormand. Oh yeah, that's. I feel that's really the only performance you can. I mean, the others do a great job, but I feel that their um, roles are so limited, um, so small that there's really not a lot that you can grade them on. Yeah, I. She did. She felt good. She felt like a, a good, like a. I don't know, like a solid character. It's just like I said. There were some awkward moments with her, mm-hmm. very awkward moments, and I don't even I don't even necessarily fully blame her for all of, for any of that. Like when she ran off, like I said, I feel, I I gave that like a right, I made that a writing issue. Just be like, because that felt very like, oh, um, I don't so know. I guess I got to run this away now. <laughs> yeah, it's just I, I think any issues that I did have with her acting were due to either the story or the writing. That's fair. And unfortunately, that just brought her performance down for me. I still think she did an amazing job. Yeah. Okay, so do you think that she deserved Best Actress? Absolutely not. Damn. Not from what else I've I've seen. Like, I'm I'm honestly, this is compa- I'm comparing this to previous Oscar wins. She is not on the same level as as some of those other actresses okay. in what they did. Well, who else was not? Because on the way I look at it, I mean, it's a different kind of role than what those other actresses were in. So that's kind of what I'm judging it off of. Right, but it's just like there's no it was just very bland. See, and I think that's just what made it so special is that yeah, it's so it, it was really bland, but I think that's um that was kind of the point that when you're kind of in this situation even though when you 
you choose to be a nomad, but when it comes to, you know, sleeping in your van, all that stuff, life is kind of shitty. Um, and so you can understand why that she's not all like happy gory, you know, I'm so happy. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even expect that. Well, that's another thing. She chose that lifestyle. True. Everyone else, everyone else seemed very happy about it. Seemed like they were very fun. Um, it's just, it was just her that she just felt very just like going with the flow. She had like jokes and stuff. She would laugh occasionally, but I don't know. Like, I feel like if I chose to live that lifestyle, which I could easily see myself doing something like that. Not like to the extent of living in a van, I'd probably get something a little bit nicer. Um, but (laughs) I mean, I could see myself doing something like that, but, and, but if I did, I would be happy about it in any way, shape or form that I could be. It's just like, Hey, I can go, I can go fishing whenever I want. I can like, I I mean, for me personally, I'd bring like my little wood shop with me. Um, I told, I was telling Brielle, I'm like, I, this is very close to a lifestyle that I would live if we got to the, if we became empty, like when we become empty nesters. Fair enough. Like if our kids left, I, like, like if I had enough of a business that could, because any business that I create, it's going to be one that I can be anywhere I want to be. I'm not going to be limited to location. My, I mean, in my ideal world, once we're empty nesters, I'm not going to want to rely on being in one area. Like, I want my kids to be able to go off, feel like they can go and do whatever they want, follow their passions, their dreams, and while they're out living their life, I would want to live like mine. And if I have a business, like I said, I'm not going to be limited to one area. I want to be able to have it so I can go anywhere. I can be anywhere. I don't have to restrict myself to one location or another. Which, I mean, it works and it doesn't in some instances. (laughs) (laughs) But I I would be happy with that that nomadic lifestyle. Like I, I told Brielle, if anything happens to her... As soon as the kids are old enough to like fend for themselves, and I feel like they're conf, like I feel like they're conf, or I'm confident enough in them to take care of themselves and be self-sufficient and do whatever they need to do. I told her, I'm like, I'm going on the road. Respect, and that'd be something I'd be happy doing. I don't think I'd be. <laughs> For lack of a better term, I'd be a, a stick in the mud. <laughs> I love how you Which I that. mean, that's just kind of what that's kind of what uh what Fern felt like occasionally. Yeah. And I, I like I said, I don't think that's Francis McDormand's fault. I think that that's a lot of that was a writing issue. Um, but I did think she did a really solid job. Not like over her. the top fantastic but not like god awful either 
<laughs> I don't want to. Um, the so... way you say that. Oh, man. <laughs> it's not, like, um, s- amazing, but it's not god-awful either. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I... Shit. I could understand the reasoning behind her uh, winning Best Actress, kind of. I just, right now I haven't seen any of the other Oscar winners. Fair. But I have a feeling in my gut that this is going to be a really hard sell. I feel I'm like the complete opposite. I feel she deserved this win, and I'm so glad she won. And she was terrific in this movie. I loved her. <laughs> well, that just shows in our vastly different acting scores. Yep. <laughs> sure does. Um, yeah, but averaging that out uh, came to an 86. That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got character development. Oh God! Uh, this isn't the the most drastic uh, difference of opinion. Okay, so at least there's that. Yeah. So I ended up giving this a sixty-seven. You gave it an eighty-five. Okay. And that averages us out to a seventy-six. Okay, not bad. Yeah. So, to, okay, explain to me why you think this was, <laughs> this character development was good. Um. Okay, I'll give you this. The reason why it's not like in the 90s for me, the reason why I did dock it a little bit is because um, the whole, when she, uh, you know, like her and Dave are talking at that one, um, when they're at his son's place and he's just like, you know, like, hey, you know, I'm staying in this guest house. You know, you could stay here forever or stay with me, whatever. Um, and then all of a sudden it comes, cuts to the next scene and she's sneaking out of the house. Like, not anyone. Everyone's asleep. Nothing. So, like, the fact that um, she literally says nothing to Dave, or at least this is what I'm assuming. She says nothing to Dave, doesn't tell anybody that she's leaving. I feel the way that her character was being built up of like her dealing with being a nomad, um, you know, just like trying to build some relationships with some of these people. And then to see her kind of ruin her relationship with Dave brought it down for me. Um, but then towards the end, when she starts, uh, when she's talking to Bob about, you know, like, uh, moving on from, uh, what you, uh, have dealt with, with your loved ones passing, seeing her let go of her husband's material things um, and just, you know, continuing her life as a nomad on the road. Um, I feel for me, it is a, it's a good character uh, arc. It's not great. Um, but for me, I did enjoy it. I think that she did grow by the end or as much as the way that she is set up, she could grow. Um, but just that whole scene of her, just basically saying, hey, I can't live with you, Dave. Sorry, uh, we can't be together. I don't feel that way. Peace. Um, <laughs> I, did, I thought that kind of ruined her character. Ugh, I am so vastly different. I didn't think she had any character development whatsoever. 
damn. Not any that mattered. Anyway, like I did give some, I gave some points because she gave up the her, um, her husband's possessions. Okay, and I don't know, kind of went back to deal with the the house, but the sister kind of is was the nail in the coffin for me because I already wasn't like super impressed with her her as a character, but. The sister explained it. She's just like, you've always been like a free spirit. Always. You've never wanted to restrict yourself to one, one area. You've always wanted to go out. You've never wanted anyone holding you back. You've never wanted this. You never wanted that. Guess what? She's still that way. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. (laughs) Like the only difference is now she doesn't have her husband's stuff. (laughs) Yeah, true. I think it's more now she doesn't have to pay a storage fee anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like I have a really hard time feeling like she had any growth whatsoever. Like I feel like she had more growth taking care of her car than she had <laughs> as a character. Oh, adding all those additions. Yeah. Like what even was that addition? You got me. <laughs> it was just something to cover a flap. Like what? It's, it, it's just like odd. It's just so odd. And I don't know. I I had so many issues with with it. It's just she was an intriguing character. I'll I'll say that she is a very interesting character to follow to like see how she handles different things but that I think that's just how I am I love learning about people and like why they do things and blah 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 and that's what this was it's just like oh I was learning why she's doing things but I didn't really see any real growth from her yeah in this like I I would have liked to see her struggle with the loss of her husband maybe struggle with the loss of letting go or the struggling with letting go struggling with um maybe the nomadic lifestyle maybe she she starts questioning herself maybe maybe this isn't for me i would have liked to see a lot more struggle than what we got cuz ultimate beginning and end to me there was no difference other than what she had possession of and the only difference between that she just didn't have her husband's shit <laughs> No, I can definitely understand where you're coming from. Yeah, so I was a little lower, lower than than you on there, but uh, character development ended up averaging out to a seventy-six. Not bad. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got effects, and this one we were pretty. <laughs> this one we were pretty tied on. Uh, you were a little bit higher, uh, sitting at ninety. Um, I was down at 87, so that averages us out to an 88.5. Okay. I mean, I don't, I literally just, uh, created this on how the van looked and the, I, I, didn't we say we we were grading this like on the cinematography when it came to like, if there were any like actual effects? Yeah. If there were like, I kind of went, um, 
the not the production. What am I trying to say? The the locations. Okay. Because yeah, the and locations all, were very good. Yeah, all of them felt very real. Yeah. I'm as, I'm assuming most of them were. I would hope so. Um, but yeah, I think all of them. They felt really good. They felt like real places that I could actually go and visit. The so the scale of this place was just incredible. Like I loved the scenery that we got from this. From I did this movie. too. Honestly, I mean, I don't know if I could ever become a nomad, but I would just want to. I would love to attend one of those meetings. Or, yeah, that'd be so cool. And it's just, like, I love the idea of just, like, the aspect of it that I really liked is just like, hey, I'm not using this stuff. And I need to clear up space so I can live more comfortably. Put it all in a pile and take what you need. Yeah, that is awesome. I love that. That is freaking great. Like, it's just, it's so good. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think that's just one of those things that stuck out. I'm just like, I love that. It's just a community pile of things that they don't need. Hey, maybe someone else needs this more than I do. Like Like, the guy with the lighter. Like, she gave him a lighter because she didn't need it as much or as badly as he did. Yeah. Or that's what she felt. And then he returned the favor. He gave her back a lighter. Not, like, her lighter, obviously, but... I mean, that was a cool-ass lighter. Like a light. Yeah. And it's just... I love little shit like that. Like, just helping each other out. Like, I think that's the aspect of the nomadic lifestyle that I would appreciate the most. That's fair. Same here. But it's just... Like you said, that, that sense of community. Like, it's... It'd be so much fun. To be just to be a part of that, exactly. Like attending those events would be a blast. Yeah, absolutely. But overall, um, like I said, I I graded scenery more than anything else. <laughs> um, and I loved the scenery. It was it, it was beautiful. It really was. All right. So like we said, that averages us, averaged us out to eighty eight point five. Moving on over to music. Uh, we were pretty tied, th- or we were, we were tied there. Uh, we both gave it a seven. Um, I mean, nothing really stuck. There was one. I think it played at the beginning, and then it also played at the end when she's driving away down the road. Um, I, I mean, I don't know the exact name of the track. Um, but that one definitely stood out to me. But there weren't any like home runs. I mean, it's, it's a decent soundtrack. It does its job. Yeah, I can definitely agree with you there. Um, it does. It does its job. Um, they didn't have any, at least not that often. They didn't have any music that played. Um, to like set the tone or anything. It was just mostly people singing, or that's like true. the occasional radio station. And so I I appreciated that. So I think that's what set it above a six was that a lot of the music was sung by the actors. So, like I said, I really liked it. Um, 
Yeah, so music sitting at a seven. Moving on over to costumes. Uh, this one actually ended up scoring a six, and that's because of me. And we round down. <laughs> you bitch. I'm just kidding. I know. I know. Um, yeah, so the I wasn't super impressed with the, the costumes. Like, I think everyone looked fairly average. Um, nothing really stood out about, like, with anyone. I know, I mean, I feel, I kind of base it off just, like, people wearing, uh, actual comfortable clothes. They weren't trying to impress anybody. Didn't matter if it was baggy or not. It kept you warm. It kept you comfortable when you were either sleeping or driving on the road. So, that's how I graded the costumes. Okay, I mean, I, I can understand that. Um... Yeah, I was just, for me, it was, everything felt very, um, appropriate for the situation. Um, like you said, when someone was cold, um, warm, meetings, all that fun stuff. Um, but nothing, like, blew my mind. Obviously, just because this was like a realistic movie snow avengers endgame when it comes yeah. to costumes um yeah all right i think it's time to do uh final personal scores shit <laughs> <laughs> all right who's first uh you pick i can go first if you want me to okay okay um, so overall, I mean, if you, as you can see from our scores, I did like this movie a tad more than Caleb. It actually is probably like a little more than a tad. I don't know. Um, but, uh, I really liked how the story was told with, uh, uh, Fern, uh, discovering, uh, the nomad life, how she dealt with it and all that fun stuff. Uh, Francis, Francis McDormand was incredible. I loved her acting so much. Um, I thought this was a really good movie. Um, I can understand why it won Best Picture. And I can understand why um, Francis, McDorm- Francis McDormand uh, won for uh, Best a- Actress. Um, so I am going to go... Let me go on 87. Hmm. Honestly, so... This being my personal grade, all of these the scores up until now have been my uh, my critiqueful uh, scores. Okay, but I actually like you. I enjoyed this movie. I'm actually not far off from where you're sitting. Oh, awesome! I I'm I think I'm I'm sitting at an eighty-five. I like it. Um. Sp- but I I had fun with this movie. Like, there's a lot that you can pull from it. I feel true. a lot of messages that you can you can take. But just crit- being a critic about it, it's not it's not perfect in any way, shape, or form. I mean, most um, movies aren't. Let's face it. No. And you're going to have issues like that with a lot of movies. But with my personal score, it's just how watchable is it? And it is. It keeps your attention. 
if you don't get bored super easy. <laughs> I think this isn't one that I'm going to revisit anytime soon, but I think the story is probably going to stick with me for a really long time. That's all. No, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, like, I'm I'm glad now that if someone brings up Nomadland, that I'm, like, hey, I'm going to be able that. to say, oh, I've seen that. Yeah, exactly. But like I said, it's just it's just lacking. Critiquefully, it is 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 lacking in some areas. Fair enough. But as as a whole, it does its job. It keeps you entertained enough. But like it lacks, it's just the uh, the details. Like you can pick this movie apart all freaking day long. Like like I have. <laughs> But oh, in the shit. end, it's it's a movie, and it's it's worth watching. So, I appreciate this movie for what it is. Alright, but that brings us to our final average. And so, we are sitting at an 86. So, that makes the final All Bros letter grade for Nomadland a... B minus. Not bad. Not bad at all. I like it. So, I'm gl- So also this is another behind the scenes thing. I don't know our personal scores beforehand or I try not to know our personal scores beforehand <laughs> if I can help it. Um but so it's fun like I tr- I try to save that one because like with this this movie was sitting at a C plus for a majority of our breakdown. Oh. But as soon as we got into the, the personal grade, it, it jumped up to a, to a B minus. And I love when that happens. <laughs> or if it does like the opposite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so sitting at a B minus, it is sitting at an 80.18%. Not too shabby. Yeah, not too bad at all. Um, So, comparing this to... So, this is definitely on the weaker side. Because the cutoff for uh, a B- is an 80%. So, it is, it's is 0.19% away from oh, being a, a C+. Yeah, that barely made the cut. Yeah. Um, but... Let's see if it has a good home. So, 80.18. That makes it uh, 2% lower than Umbra, the short film that we broke down last month. Makes it 1% lower than The War with Grandpa. Okay. Oh, and everything I'm listing off right now are other B-minus movies. Um, let's see. It is 2% lower than Mulan, the remake. Yeah, I'm sure that makes people happy. <laughs> yeah. It is 1% lower than Holiday in Handcuffs. Huh. It is 0.8% lower than the Banana Splits movie. Wow. I didn't think it would be lower than that one. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Um, it is one percent lower than Late Night. Okay. 
2% lower than The Hunt. 1% lower than Deadpool 2. 2% lower than The Greatest Showman. Wow. Um, 1% lower than Birds of Prey. Okay. 1% lower than It Chapter 2. Damn. <laughs> and... 2% lower than Magnificent 7. 2% lower than Let's Be Cops. And 1% lower than Rogue One. Damn. Yeah. But, honestly, I don't disagree. <laughs> but I disagree with I, some, I'll, but I'll, no, I get you. I know, but... Which makes sense because you were nicer to this movie than I was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but my personal score was in like a, the B plus range, so I can't really be that mad. Yeah, yeah. It, it, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yours, uh, yeah. Your so your personal score, uh, was was in the B plus range mine was in the b range and so it's like giving it an 86 is just like right on that line of 80 of being a b plus (laughs) so i am personally not uh unhappy with this score um like Uh, we said it's a good movie yeah it's just like on my end at least critiquefully it's not (laughs) <laughs> that great. <laughs> oh man. All right, so I would say that uh concludes our breakdown of Nomadland as well as this latest episode of the All Bros podcast. If you like what you guys heard, uh be sure to subscribe to us. We are basically anywhere you go to find a podcast. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Radio Public, Radio.com, Spotify, and more. If you can't find us, you're you're going somewhere wrong. So don't blame us. It's your fault. <laughs> That's so mean. Um, you can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube as well as some bonus episodes when we actually make them. Um I don't know if Caleb's got anything coming out, but I am working on some uh, new hunting videos now that uh, we're actually starting to get new movies in, or movies coming out. So expect some uh, hunting videos in the coming weeks. So I'm really excited about that. I'm probably going to, yeah, I'm going to be probably making a uh, hunting video for Shrek and uh, Saw on 4K. So this coming week. So excited about that. And I'm going to attempt and do some do some stuff it's just a matter of putting everything together um but i think once i'm in my own place and feel a bit bit more comfortable working i get that in here because right now it's like super cramped and (laughs) but yeah i'm working on some stuff stuff's coming down the line also really quickly um if you guys uh haven't checked out the all bros workshop uh it's managed completely by caleb because it's literally all caleb oh boy Oh it's, boy! <laughs> it's, I'm sorry. I got to bring this up because 
some of the stuff Caleb posts, actually all the stuff Caleb posts, it's incredible. You guys got to check out his Avengers uh, wood art that he just did. Did an amazing job. So, guys, go check that out. The All Bros Workshop. Is it just at the All Bros Workshop? Yep. Okay. <laughs> hey, man, when I do when I do these sign-offs, better expect that I'm going to add a little couple twists and turns. Uh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think this all the way through. <laughs> um, all right, be, for, be sure also uh, to follow us on all of our social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We'll also be getting a TikTok and Snapchat. I'm totally kidding. Actually, <laughs> oh, shit. I haven't. I, I actually did make a TikTok for the All Bros Workshop. Gotta shop. be shit. I love it. Oh, I love it. How many... Uh, <laughs> How many uh, likes you got, or uh, whatever the hell they're called? Like, our followers? Yeah, followers, that's the word. I don't know, like, I think nine. Hey, that's impressive. I feel it is. Yeah, I mean, it's not not impressive. (laughs) (laughs) It's not zero. Exactly, (laughs) you're stepping it up. You're stepping it up. Yeah, that that could be the mantra of this podcast. Well, it's not zero. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, if you would like to uh, direct message us with any episode ideas you have, if you want to answer our questions of the week, or if you would like to join us on any of our episodes, be sure to reach out to us on our social medias, or um, you can uh, email us at... Uh, on our website, uh, which is tinyurl.com forward slash the all bros. And I'm, I'm like really butchering this so far. Cause Caleb always says like right after that, we're, uh, what do you say? We're happy to hear from you guys, right? I don't know. You're, you're handling this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of butchering already guys. Sorry. You do need to tell people where our social media is though. That is that I do need to do that. Sorry, guys. Um, so if you, <laughs> he's learning. Yeah, I'm, I, I am learning. Um, so if you want to check us out on Facebook, we're at facebook.com forward slash the Albros, and then on Twitter and Instagram, we are at the Albros. If you want to email us, uh, it is uh, the Albros channel at gmail.com. and then like I said earlier, our website is tinyurl.com forward slash the Albros. Um, also go buy our merch, even though, unfortunately, Caleb hasn't been able to add any new designs, but he will be soon. It's just the internet is kind of shit. It is shitty over there. Um, and I feel for the guy. Um, yeah, but if you okay, guys, how about this? If you guys want a shirt or anything, hit us up it. Like if there's a design of ours that isn't on T public, cause that's where it's at. If there's a design of ours, like a, a more recent one that you really like, that you want a shirt of, or a hoodie, or whatever, hit hit us up. I will personally make you one. <laughs> I can't upload. Go. I can't upload everything because I, I need to do like a mass upload, and I have to use my phone as a hotspot, and my phone like has a conniption fit. Anytime I try doing a mass upload. Um, 
but I can do individual it's it's uploads. Samsung. What? No, screw you, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So if you want like a personalized anything, hoodie, shirt, long sleeve shirt. I mean, hell, I freaking made a uh, a toddler shirt for for the editor. Oh, it's so freaking adorable. Yeah, like, so oh I can cut, I can make anything for you guys. Uh, just hit us up, and I'll I'll find like you can just Venmo me. Yeah, <laughs> and I'll, I'll I'll hook you guys up, and it'll be like as cheap as it possibly can come. Like the <laughs> only thing it's going to cost you, other than paying for it yourself, <laughs> is it. Is a picture of you wearing it once it gets to where you're at. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was long winded. Anyway, take it back. You can you can have this. Well, thank you. Um, so yeah, like you said, uh, go check our designs on T Public. Uh, just search the Albros channel, and you'll be able to find them. All of our designs. Um, next week, Caleb, my memory is shit. What are we uh, breaking down next week? Uh, we'll be breaking down Tenet. That's what it is. Yes, we'll be breaking down Tenet, which was another Oscar winner, one for best visual effects at this past Oscars. And so we'll be putting that to the test, see if it deserved it, see if Christopher Nolan came out on top, or if it sucked. I want to. I was gonna say like The Dark Knight Rises, but I actually like The Dark Knight Rises. I think it gets too much hate, but. Anyway. Oh, I absolutely agree. Okay, good. Thank you. Except for it does have the worst movie death ever movie death ever with uh, Talia Al Ghul. Don't get me started with that. <laughs> Once again, absolutely correct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright, anyway. Uh, until next week. Um, be sure to do all that stuff, but yeah. Till next week, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I am Jonathan. And I am not Cody. What? That's a little nug. That's a l- <laughs> that. That's a little nugget for uh, for for Beth over at the Untrained Eye. <laughs> okay, you got to tell me this story after uh, we finish recording. Anyway, uh, and this has been the All Pros Podcast. See you guys next week. Bye. Deuces.